going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Many Men, episode 256. I'm Eric Johnson, back from a two-episode hiatus. Tony's here. Zach's here. John's here. And we have some news in the world. What was that? It was John. It was an Android. Nice, nice, John. <laughs> I'm mute now. Anyway, go on. I've been on mute before. It should have been an iPhone, really, if you think about it, but whatever. That is that is true. We have been in the un, never-ending quest to get John an iPhone. It's, in uh, tra- it's ongoing, okay? Uh, that's all, emphasis that's all. on never-ending. <laughs> it's been five years I've been trying to get an iPhone, John. Anyway, we got some topics in the world of sports to get to. We're starting with the news out of the MLB this morning. Joe Girardi canned as Philadelphia Phillies manager, I believe, after two and a half seasons, correct? Under, under uh, Girardi or one yeah, and two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. No, no, wasn't it three? Because didn't we have uh we had Ro they were signed the same year we got Rojas and he was there for three. Well, that's that was two and that's two and a half. Oh yeah. Right. It, it was it was an off season. Because we would have been halfway through Rojas's third season, right? Correct. Oh yeah, this so was his third, yeah. It so two and a half. Killing it as third base coach in New York Yankees. Oh, it's wow. You can do so much as their base coach. Oh, yeah. Talk to Phil Nevin, who was the third base coach last yeah, year. He was single-handedly responsible for like seven or eight losses. Got his first name, but Cora's a beast. The brother of Alex Cora, the guy, the manager of the Red Sox. Oh, you really know your staff. Who's a real know. baseball fan? I don't know names. <laughs> Not just sports. It's everything. I don't know names. Anyway, the, the Phillies fan base has been, I wouldn't say clamoring for the firing of Girardi, but it's definitely picked up or the past number of days, number of weeks, is this firing overdue? I think it's too soon. Yeah, I don't think this should have happened. I don't think I, – I mean, they have no pitching. No bullpen. Especially when it comes to the bullpen. They decide to have Mets cast-offs, Yuri's familiar, and Brad Hand as prominent yeah. roles. Like, every year, I feel like we've talked about the Yankees being a team that relies on their hitting with no pitching. Like, every year as we get closer to the playoffs, it's like, oh, you can't win just scoring runs. you got to be able to pitch. Okay, well, the Yankees don't do that. The outside perception is that they do that. The Phillies literally tried to just do that. Yep. And it did not work. Not at all. At all. Right now, the Phillies are 22 and 29, 12 games back of the NL East leading Mets, and have been three and seven in their last 10. See, like, there's only so much you do when you have like a four run lead, and then in the eighth, ninth, seven, eighth, and ninth, you're getting relievers that are letting up. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting shelled every time they go in. It's every time. And what Dave Dombrowski did this offseason was he signed five, literally just five hitters. That's all he did, just people in the five hole. Kyle How Forward, is that Girardi's fault? Like, yeah. Like, there's only so much Joe Girardi could do, and I think the reason that this happened as soon as it did was because the Phillies are seeing how well Gabe Kapler's doing in San Francisco, and they're probably regretting that move. Well, you could say hindsight is twenty twenty because when they brought in candidates – they also looked at Dusty Baker and Buck Showalter. Yeah. And apparently Baker blew the front office away in his interviews, but ownership wanted Girardi because of his track record in New York. He's the only one of the three to win a World Series. Exactly. But you look at how Baker and Showalter are doing this year, they're doing absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's... It's not great in Philadelphia. Now Harper's only DHing because of his arm injury. Uh, just, what was that, Zach? He needs to just either get off the field and get ready. Out. Like, he needs to play the outfield, I feel like. They, they employ Nick Nelson. Is that who that is? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the – oh, my God. Nick Nelson? Yeah. yeah. 
He's pitched 25 innings. He's got a 4.26 ERA. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> that's, is this that's like the all the relievers. Nick Nelson that I'm fucking thinking of? It probably so. is. Oh, man. No. No. Yep. And from what I've seen here in their pitching stats, he's like, I don't want to say workhorse reliever, but he's getting innings. He's he's on getting the mound. Yeah, it's oh no, Nick. Uh, granted, this is Nick Nelson's best year statistically, which is really saying something. Last year at That's the Yankees, that. he had an he had an eight seven nine ERA, uh, and the year before that, he had a four seven nine. Jeez. Oh no, not Nick Nelson. Uh, Rob Thompson is the interim manager. Uh, I don't think they're gonna make a hire. Like in season? No, no, no way. No, I, I can't. That's why I feel like they should have just let them ride out the season. If they don't make the playoffs, they don't make the playoffs, and you fire them. But the or other thing, don't is, renew his contract unless they're they're trying to think this yeah. is you know we're going to shake up the organization. You know, get some new blood in there, see what he can do. You think Maybe it was Harper that had a, guys? any say in this? What was that? You think Harper had any say in this? No, no. Harper's on his third manager in four years. Yeah. I'm sure Bryce Harper was like, oh, yes, please. Another. <laughs> Another. I'm sure he's regretting that contract, though. No, maybe not the contract. No, not as long as those checks are cash. Right? Yeah. yeah. The team more than the contract, but still regretting a little bit. Yeah. When does it expire? How old will he be? I don't know, yeah, but he's, he's already signed it. He's uh, already in his fourth year. All right. Sweet. Let me go. It's been four years. Yeah. Yeah. This is four years. My big brain move of the day, uh, Cardinals and Cubs were a pick them, both at minus 110. The Cardinals are destroying the Cubs 12-4. Ooh. I bet the cards. Let's go. It's a good move. Great move. The problem is with the Phillies, it is a top – they it's have a third. top four payroll. Or it's, yeah, it's his fourth year. It's his fourth year. They have a top four payroll in baseball. Yeah. Hmm. And they're, they're not even the best team in their own state. Well, well, I mean, yeah, I did see that. It's Pittsburgh now. Yeah. Oh, the top half of that roster, the top half of that lineup is crazy. It's all their money is in Rhea Muto, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Castellanos, Castellanos. Hoskins and, is up soon. Yeah, Hoskins is going to get a Clear good card. No, they're either going to, they're probably going to let him go. You're also that. forgetting Zach Wheeler. Oh, yeah, but they're not paying him like an absurd amount. They're paying they? him $26 million a year, Zach. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I didn't know they was paying them that much. Oh, it was a lot. I just uh, I don't see, see so. a way that firing Girardi makes it any better now because a new manager is not going to be at, be able to mask any of those flaws in the bullpen. I, uh, so it's Bryce just Harper's not going to happen. Is done in twenty thirty one. He's going to be thirty eight. Who Harper? Harper, yeah. It's getting a lot Ooh. of money. He's going to be yeah. 38 when that And then, you know, if he doesn't have a ring by then, which, I mean, with the way Philadelphia sports are going, that's – nobody's going to have a ring by then. Um, you know, I mean, you can you can ring Chase. It's not a little one-year, $5 million deal with, like, the Dodgers because it'll still be good then or whatever. I mean, it's also yeah. nine years down the line. Or so he'll be Cano know. and just ask for, like, a four- or five-year contract. At 30. Oh, wait a minute. So it's not – it's nine years down the line it expires? Yeah. Okay. Can anybody realistically sit here and say that the Phillies are going to win a championship in the next nine seasons? No. I no. know it's a long way away. I know it's a really long way away. 
Literally, but if they get a bullpen in the next couple of years, they could. They definitely could. But a lot of those teams that are bad now, like really bad now, have prospects, have a farm system. They the don't. Phillies do not. The Phillies don't. So if this is... It would need to be within the first four or five if years. This is, if this is your highest evolution of the Philadelphia Phillies, I got some bad news. Because Did Schwarber sign a five-year deal? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was a four-year. A four-year deal? Whatever. Whatever it is. I, I can't imagine he's going to improve that much Ooh. as he ages. Prior to the 2022 season, the Phillies were ranked 26th on MLB.com in prospect pool. The Schwarber got a four-year, $80 million contract. They're 26th in the prospect pool? Yep. Who is worse than them? Do you know? It's teams that are winning right now. Yeah, no shit. All the teams around them should be teams that are winning right now. uh, White Sox, Astros, Angels, Braves, all worse than them. Oh, the Braves yeah. won, so this is house money. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But the White Sox, I'm not so, sold on. So did the Astros, but yeah, house money. But the Astros are still good. Yeah, and then ahead of them is like Milwaukee, Colorado. Milwaukee's another one of those teams because they're not going to win, and I don't see a future. And Washington is working on rebuilding theirs, and they already won one too. Yeah, it starts with getting rid of Soto. But, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know how that's possible because. Harper, after you traded him, they should have been restocking at that moment for like two years ago. They won. They won a World Series. It didn't matter. I guess nothing they do matters anymore. They got the ring. Well, I wouldn't say anymore. The fans are going to get it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. They've no. It's paid. It's bought and paid for for the next ten years. Especially letting Harper go. Yeah, that's paid off. Like you win a ring on a team that's never good. As a general manager, you just bought yourself ten fucking years. Yeah. Like if. the Mets win a ring. The Braves won a ring. That, that owner has done it, or that general manager has done it. Yep. You don't even have to stick to baseball. Imagine if Cincinnati won the uh, Super Bowl. Nobody would give a shit about the Reds. Yeah, nobody would care. But less than they do now. Football's a little different, especially if you have a star quarterback like Joe Burrow. But baseball, you need depth to win. You can't win with, you know, hey, starting quarterback's going to mask all these problems. Like a starting pitcher's going to mask all these no, problems. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking do it. So football's a little different, but hockey, basketball, the Raptors won. That's yeah. it. They don't need to do anything else till at least 2028. And Masai Ujiri is sitting there in his yeah. in his castle. <laughs> On the throat of Toronto, looking down at his piano. Exactly. That's what he's doing right now. But St. You- Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. They do yeah. not need to do another damn thing. Washington, the Capitals. The Capitals, well, the Capitals is a little different. You have Ovechkin. You actually have a real superstar there. They don't in St. Louis. They have a lot of good players. They don't have a freaking superstar, not even close to Ovechkin's level. But you want to talk about winners. Uh, A big winner of the day, Jordan Alvarez of Houston. Six years, $115 million extension. Um, He's staying with the Astros. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's been nothing short of fantastic. Potentially the best DH in baseball. The type of guy, if he hit the open market, I mean, he's He's only 24. Yeah, he's only 24 years old, won Rookie of the Year after earning 313 with 27 homers um, in 2019. Uh, He's locked in through 2028. Uh, Reminder that he was once a Dodger prospect traded for Josh Fields, one for one. What? Great trade. 
Unbelievable. He has 14 home runs this season. To go with his, I think, 31 RBIs is what it said. Superstar. It is June 3rd, and he is 24 years old doing that. This is why the Astros keep winning, because they can let people go. They loaded up. They did what teams like the Phillies should have done. Trade whatever. If any other outside organization sees anything of value inside your organization, you let it go. And granted, you, you know, it's not banking on something that's not a sure thing, this, that, the other thing. But who did you say Alvarez was traded for? Josh Fields. For okay, the potential of Alvarez is greater than the fucking output of Fields at that time. Yeah. Had to have been. Had Definitely. to have been. It's just the Dodgers were in full ring mode. Because they have been for the what? Like, since, basically since Kershaw became a star. They've been in full ring mode, full ring chase mode. What's next? Uh, the next one is a topic that Zach very much wanted to talk about. What? Uh, the San Diego Padres have released Robinson Cano yes. after oh, just 20 games. Vindication. Vindication. The worst player in the league. The worst player in the league. Yeah. The worst player Ooh. in the league. Good word, <laughs> wow. You know, there's a team out there I think that willfully employs Mike Ford. I think it's yeah. Texas. And it is. What's his what's his ERA or not his ERA? His average. I don't know. I think when they played the Yankees a couple weeks back, it was like a point zero six nine. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. It's not nice. <laughs> it's not dude, Yankee he, legend. The Yankee legend. He had two home runs, I think, with the Yankees, and they're both <laughs> tanks. <laughs> in, in, in 12 games with the Padres, Robinson Cano. Had 33 at bats, three hits, and was hitting .091 with one RBI. Hey, RBIs. One. Yeah, wasn't that in his first game? Yes. <laughs> this gonna this is gonna oh, say look. I did it. <laughs> this is gonna say something, Zach. Did what I needed. Robinson Cano had more plate appearances and at bats with the Mets this year than he did with the Padres. Wow. Wow. Sucks. I mean, he's the type of guy now, you know, he's not performing. I would take him and put him in a farm system if he's willing to be. He's not playing. willing to do that. That's well, why. Well, we okay. Have- we'll see when the checks stop coming. If he's willing to do that, the type of veteran guy, you know, you want just hanging around the organization, you know? Yeah. A little guidance for the young guys. And uh... well, someone should just say, all right, you need to retire. We'll hire <laughs> you as a hitting coach. As a coach? Yeah. I'm hitting coach. Yeah, he's a hitting coach. Bro, he hasn't been able to hit since, like, what? Since, like, 2017. That's because of his age, not because he doesn't know how to hit. We think. But I see Albert Pujols at 40 years old still hitting the ball well. And pitching. Yeah. And pitching now. He just didn't have the bat speed. He was he he literally just couldn't get the bat to the ball. That was all it is. That, that's, that's and then when he did, he would hit it. too much of a reactive hitter. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ball's coming at me. Big slap the ball the other way, guy, because he's so fucking late on the pitch. Yeah, let and me then, just throw the bat out there and see if I can get a bunt single. At and then, of course, also, also, also the Mets DFA Dominic Smith. They, yes, did? they did? Yeah, they yeah. sent him down to the minors. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, triple A. They didn't DFA oh. him. They just sent him down. Because DFA he, means he would have to go through the waiver. He, he hasn't hit a home run this year. No, he has not. After well, he hasn't oh. been in the lineup consistently, has he? He was starting for a solid four straight games last week. Oh, okay. Like, he's not, like, coming in once a week, but he's 
not he's not starting, but he's not coming in just once a week. He's playing a decent amount enough where like you would be like, all right, we need to keep him in the lineup. If he's I looked up, I looked up Dominic Smith on Google, and two headlines came up from two days ago. Dom Smith being sent down is good for both player and team. And then from May second, Mets DFA Robinson Cano keep Dom Smith. (laughs) Yeah, listen, circle. It's still better that we kept Dom Smith over Cano because he still has trade value. Cano did not have trade value. If he starts lighting it up in the AAA and then bring him up and he has a decent week or two, that's trade value. I also want to point out – I also want to point out that you were talking to two Met fans here, Zach. Who do you think would trade for Dominic Smith? Give me a team. Right Uh, right now, I think I could see Texas. No, I'd hit you with talk to me. Talk to me a little later in the season, probably around the All-Star break, a team looking for a depth guy. A team looking to win, looking for a depth guy. Yeah. San and then we're probably going to be looking for a pitcher or another big bat, and we'll have him in the mix with it. I'm the only Yankee fan here. I'm the only superior being here. Well, that would make you the minority, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still superior. There's not When there's a society, there's not like multiple kings. There's one oh, king. I'm frozen. I'm frozen. Okay. You're unfrozen now. Yeah. When there's a society, Zach, there's like one, there's one king. This is a monarchy. Yeah, well. Apparently. King of New York. Yeah, apparently. Season's not over. Well, it's yeah, it's June. All right, what's next? So moving on to the NFL, and this news kind of took everybody by surprise on Wednesday. Uh, former Cowboys running back Marion Barber found dead in his hotel apartment at the age of 38. Marion Barber is the owner of the most exciting two-yard run that should have been stopped probably because of forward progress like nine times in NFL history. You know, every coach must have been so fucking pissed off as he was retreating into his own end zone just to scramble back to the line of scrimmage and get two yards. He's... How do, do they know how we died yet or no? No. I, at least I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Um, may he rest in peace. Yeah, Two tough sure. football losses over the past week. Um, also, want to shout out ABC News because they put out an awful tweet that they had to delete. Awfully worded. Yeah. Marion Barber III, the former Cowboys running back who scored plenty of touchdowns without recording a 1,000-yard season, has died, the team said Wednesday. Uh-huh. I love how they... They have to do that. They didn't give you an exact number of touchdowns. Plenty. Because what what is plenty? <laughs> what number are we associating to plenty? Obviously, the tweet got deleted. Now I'm curious how many touchdowns did he score? Plenty. Plenty. He scored 53. Wow. He was, he was that top running back before DeMarco Murray got there. Didn't they have Fred Jackson too? Fred, oh man, that's a name. Yeah, man. The uh, Cowboys, Cowboys running backs. Fred Jackson was not a Cowboy. Don't know who the hell am I thinking of? Are you thinking of Darren McFadden? No, I remember that though. Jackson. <laughs> they had a guy named Jackson. They had to have. But the Giants couldn't stop Marion Barber, from what I remember. 
No, they couldn't. Granted, the Giants couldn't, you know, couldn't really stop anybody. Um, Are you thinking of Fields Jones? That's it. That's who I'm thinking of. That's exactly who I'm thinking of is Felix Jones. I got Felix and Fred fucked up. That's what it was. Happens. Listen, it happens Him, to the uh... DeMarco Murray, the short spurt of Darren McFadden. Zeke Others, and, and now all Cody the way to Pollard. Zeke and Tony Pollard. And um oh my god. He was a running back the Giants signed for like a week. Alfred Morris. Him. Not Alfred Morris. Went right back to the Cowboys after that. He wore like 45. I'll find it. I'll find it. But no, like, just another guy the Giants could not stop. It's a, there's a common thread of some of these names, which is just the Giants yeah. cannot stop. Rod Smith. Yeah, there we go. Rod, there's, there's a name, Rod Smith. What's next? Uh, following that, is uh, the retirement of Stefan Tuitt kind of out of nowhere, out of Pittsburgh. Eh, that yeah. team didn't have – that's got a tough road ahead. Why not? Why not just add some wood to that fire? Well, he doesn't care. He's burning. Retiring. Oh, no, he does not care. But – Tony, I also he, want to point out that Darren McFadden, that one year in Dallas, had a 1,000-yard season. I bet he ran for like 150 yards against the Giants. <laughs> like a game, like a game log. You want me to look at a game log? Yeah, look at a game log. Give me his stats against the Giants. But uh, you know, there there was talk of some players retiring. At St- Stephen Tuitt wasn't one of them. Just out of nowhere, and not even like a big release or anything. It's just the Steelers have a press release, and it's that he retired. Same with Alex Mack. Alex Mack too. Alex Mack's still a very good center. I'm surprised he retired. Although, I mean, how long can you really – how long can your body take playing center in the National Football League? Like, I know Jeff Saturday played forever and players like that. Playing offensive line is hell. Andrew Whitworth somehow kept going till last year. but Pretty sure isn't he coming back? No, Whitworth's done. He's retired. Okay. Uh, Tony, I was Don, uh, Donald that said October twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. Cowboys lost the Giants twenty seven to twenty. Darren McFadden twenty nine attempts, one hundred fifty two yards and a touchdown. And they lost. And they lost. Man, could big blue. You could easily stop Matt Castle. Uh, one hundred and fifty two yards, huh? Yeah, it And lost. they lost that game. Yeah. Wow. What year was that? Twenty fifteen. I think that was the playoff year. I think uh, it was. I believe it was, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking the at this game. Ben don't break I'm defense. Seeing, I'm seeing a rushing touchdown out here from Orley and Starkwall. That that checks out. He yeah, was, uh, I can't, oh my God. I think the running back might have been Rashad Jennings. The starter, because Darkwell wasn't the starter. At least I don't think he was. I don't think he was ever really the starter. Dark the, starter the starter was Shane Vereen. Although I loved him. It was only Shane Vereen because they probably started the game in the shotgun, and that was our yep. shotgun running back. Yep. Ruben Randall led with two receptions for 68 yards. Yeah, I those Giants teams, man. I don't know how that team, that remotely close to that roster, made the playoffs. Greg Hardy got a sack. Of course, they probably killed Eli Matt. Six six from DRC in that game too. I remember that. That I remember. 
What's next on the list? Let's keep it going. Um, another retirement that we want to spend a little bit more time oh, on. The journey. Oh. John's, John's favorite quarterback with the beard, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The, John, the take greatest, the floor. Probably the greatest fleece, man. Probably the greatest Jets quarterback I've seen in my lifetime. Which that's saying something. <laughs> I think he has the most yardage, or uh, no, no. He has a single like season touchdown era. record, doesn't he? Yeah. And since Joe Namath, he has the most yardage in a season for a Jets quarterback and a single season touchdown That's record, so as he said. He also got a really nice contract. The Jets are he a also revolving. held out for that contract. He <laughs> also, was also a two year contract, and they cut him after one year because of how bad he was. The Jets are a revolving door of quarterbacks, and he's the only one after Joe Namath to do that. That's insane. Right? <laughs> it's like, how? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hysterical at- that the Jets somehow got one magical year out of Ryan Fitzpatrick yep. and went, this is the guy. They were even skeptical. They didn't hand him money right away. Ryan Fitzpatrick held out for that. I think he it was did. 14 million year contract. You're yeah. forgetting you're forgetting the context of him holding it. Out after the egg delayed in week 17 against the bowl, the, the Bills, too. Oh, we yeah, it was a hell of a move. He was still, he was still, you know, your generation's Joe Namath. And just he's he, that really is where he got his reputation as the ultimate con man. The cycle of Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's really where it started. Because he did it again was- in Tampa, he did it again in Miami. But do we really think he's a con man? Because I feel like he actually no, he's is a con good man. to a point. It's just like yeah, he gets to a point. <laughs> when your starter goes down with an injury, he's good. it's the cycle of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets signed as a backup. Starter goes down. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in. Ryan Fitzpatrick plays well. Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, is signed to a contract worth way more than he is. Ryan Fitzpatrick plays bad. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets cut. I will say that maybe the thing I'm most disappointed about with him retiring, the, the news of him re- coming out that he retired yesterday, is that he'll never be a Patriot. I really wanted him to complete the circuit against the, around the AFC East. That I want that to happen with Frank Gore. Yeah. That's, he signed that's a one-day with uh, San Fran. Yeah. yeah. And his next stop's Canton. The writing was on the wall for Fitzpatrick after the hip, what was it, subluxation yeah. in week? Two week one, week one. It was a week one. He played like yeah. he had like two passes. Shout out, shout out to the one guy who posted a poll asking if Ryan Fitzpatrick belonged in the Hall of Fame. No, I'd say yes. For what he he's not he... eligible. Why not? To be eligible to get to be elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you have to be elected to a Pro Bowl. He's last not... year yeah. before the season. There was a uh, a movement to elect him to the Pro Bowl so he would just be so. eligible for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He should do another year just to go to the Pro Bowl. He he is the owner of one of the best throws in recent history in the National Football League yeah. where he's uh, getting fucking face masked yeah, and yeah. his head is turned almost all the way around in that primetime game against the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Dolphins won that game. Yeah. I had right. money on the Dolphins that game. That was crazy. So, in honor of Fitzpatrick's retirement – in order, can you name the nine teams he played for? In order? Oh, dude, that's tough. Rams. Or one for one. Bengals. Two for two. Oof. Houston. 
And that is where we, we falter. Is it Buffalo? It is Buffalo. Then the Titans. Then the Titans. Yes. Was he then in Houston? Houston. He will, then, he, then he went to Houston. Dude, he started 53 games for Buffalo. Gosh. Yeah, he has. He was there a uh, while. Since like the turn of the century, he had the second best record at the Bills Stadium or the second most wins behind, behind Tom, Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, God. Who was before Ryan Fitzpatrick? Was it Trent Edwards? Uh, so before Fitzpatrick. Back when they wore red helmets and dark blue jerseys. It was Trent Edwards. Yeah. Then I believe it's J.P. Lossman. Yeah, they have a tough just <laughs> this is a tough history. But yeah. yeah, no more Fitzpatrick. After after Tennessee and Houston, then is the Jets. And then Let me it's, tell you, it's easy from there. Jacoby Brissett is starting to kind of build a Fitzpatrick level legacy. Yeah. He got a good deal in Cleveland. He got a really good deal for what I believe he is worth. He might play games to start the year. He might be the opening. He might have to play games. He might, he might be the week one starter this year. Some uh, some rumors going around that Deshaun Watson might be suspended for the entirety of next season. Yep. And speaking okay. of speaking of Tampa, the former Ryan Fitzpatrick team, they can just pull money out of he was thin out. He was four and out. Okay, yeah. Wait, I got to talk about this oh, yeah. because we had we did the podcast yeah. during this. The most at, when you look back in the history of football in let's say a hundred years when we're on our 200th anniversary of the NFL, you can look back and go, what's a game that made absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. It's when Ryan Fitzpatrick walked into the Superdome with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he beat the new Orleans Saints. The shootout, like four to 40 yards, four to 40 yards, about like five touchdowns. Yeah. Let me, no let me sense, <laughs> no <laughs> sense. That first four weeks of 2018, man, he had at least 400 passing yards in each one of his starts. It was nuts. The Saints, like, the Bucks like, hadn't won in New Orleans since, like, Warren Sapp was there or whatever. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 21 for 28, 417 yards, four tutties. And he ran for one as well. Man, what the hell was that? Any given Sunday, man. That's the definition of that. Fitzpatrick, really, that's why I love Fitz so much. Like, you know. What sure, did we do the next week? Just out of curiosity, pull it up, Eric. 27 through 33, 402 yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> he had 800 passing yards and four tutty, or eight touchdowns in two weeks. You can't tell the story of the NFL funny. without Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, you easily can. You can't tell the story of that season without him, though. By the way, the next week in a loss against Pittsburgh, 30 for 50, 411 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. He had 11 touchdowns and 1,200 yards or 1,100 yards in three weeks. Yeah, 1,200. Oh, boy, yeah. dude, it's a really good thing Tampa just didn't turn around and sign to a contract extension right then and there. What's and the next the, on the list? Then the next week they went to Winston as the starter. Uh, or it could have been, been Fitzpatrick and they benched him for Winston. That's probably what it was. <laughs> I remember the alternating carousel. Yeah, it used to be a quarter-by-quarter quarter basis. But sticking with Tampa, uh, they're bringing in Akeem Hicks. Yeah, a one-year, $10 million contract. Yeah, and he's a guy who has struggled to stay on the field. But when he's Um, on the field, he's a damn good player. Monster. Uh, Taking that pay cut, taking that Brady pay cut. Is that a pay cut? 10 mil? 
Tonight, for how no. many for oh, the, for the injury history he's that's had true, yeah. and for his age, I think it's a damn good contract for him. A little bit of a prove it deal. It's just how are they getting this money? Ten mil, no state tax. Just soaking up the sun in Tampa. Guaranteed a spot in the playoffs is in the shitty NFC South. Does the salary cap just not exist though for Super Bowl contending teams? So like, how do they have the money for this? All I kept hearing was the Giants were strapped up against the salary cap and that they couldn't do anything because of that. Yet I see the Bucks sign Akeem Hicks. Yeah. you off. Makes no sense. It's, it's they're gonna just... be they got they gotta be kicking money down the road to the point where they're gonna be in cap hell in like 2025. Like they're gonna be bad and they're gonna have no money. I mean, that's what you gotta do have when to you're be. that's what you have to do when you have Brady on your team now, you know, mortgage that shit. That's what the Packers are gonna be. And I'm so, I feel so bad for that organization too. Really, I really do. I don't feel bad for the organization. I feel bad for, I feel Aaron bad for the organization. Who, who the Packers? Uh, why do you feel bad oh, yeah. for Aaron Rodgers? No sympathy. Why? Right. You feel bad for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, no, Zach said he did. He did. Yeah, I feel bad in the sense they haven't gotten him anything to work with, but granted, he did have the best wide receiver. That's in why football. I feel bad for him because they haven't done anything for him. He had the yeah, best wide receiver in football. Devontae Adams, but. What? Yeah. You don't, you don't touch, you don't, you don't trust Bobby Tunyon? No. He did always need another target, but you could make the fucking argument that he really didn't need one from a winning game standpoint. True. I, I blame the coaching for the last playoff loss. He also what, lost, really? I blame the special teams. He yeah, also yeah. lost MVS. Offense wasn't good either in that playoff game, but a special team was atrocious. They fixed the special teams. New special teams coordinator. I remember, I remember seeing videos after that divisional round game, and you can just see Rodgers like, ignoring an open MVS streaking down the field just for a double-covered Adams. And I'm like, well... He's I'd make that. I'd make that game. throw. I'd make that throw. MVS drops the ball a lot when he's wide open. Yeah, true. But I mean, come on. Like, are you just gonna like? You're really gonna throw in the double coverage? Hey, the best coverage on MVS is no coverage because he's not catching the ball. <laughs> I've seen Devonta Adams make catches in double coverage to the point where I'd probably <laughs> trust it for more than Stonehands MVS, <laughs> who's are gonna try to make a discount Tyreek Hill in KC this season. He's going to have one good week, have fantasy owners believing in him. Somebody's going to sign him, and it's not going to work. But don't worry, guys. The Packers have Sammy Watkins. Another first-rounder. Everyone get him. Start him in week one. Top five pick. Former top five pick. Oh, I am. Oh, who are the Packers play week one? I uh, I, Oh, yeah. Give me that all day. Give me Sammy Watkins, three touchdowns, 155 yards. Oh, yeah. And then the conversation, oh, is Sammy Watkins a number one wide receiver? He's not. It's just week one. It's every year. What's next? Well, first of all, we got to have that week one fantasy hall of fame. You're Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. You're Kevin, uh, Ogle, you're Kevin Ogletrees. Russ. 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 What was it? First three week Russ is good? Fitzpatrick. Week one Fitzpatrick's a different animal. Uh, so that's it for the NFL. Uh, moving on, let's start with the NHL. Before okay. we get to the playoffs, mm, the we have some issues in Tempe. Well, not no, issues. no. There's no issues. This is this more, is more of a resolution. Yeah, they, the, the the first vote issues, passed. Issues with the rest of the NHL. Yeah, the, the first, first vote, vote passed. passed to build uh, an arena in Tempe, Arizona, for the Coyotes. And as a part of the arena deal, they would need to sign a 30-year agreement to not relocate the team. 
30 years of hockey in the desert. We're going to have a 50th anniversary season. You know, th- this is this is how, you know, a team leads to folding. The league doesn't allow them to relocate. They go, we're not bringing in money. They just fold. It's almost an NHL owner, though. No, no. It's, uh, uh, it's privately owned now. Okay. But if this vote ends up not passing, then the belief is it'll be sold back to the league where they were auctioning it off and they would probably be relocated. Tough. Tough. But it's a business. One step closer to Coyotes having a 50th anniversary. All right, what's next? Don't worry. There's going to be 5,000 fans of that arena every year, every game next Awful. year. Awful. That's happening cool. regardless. So, so yeah. one, one of the partners that's in, me and Tony saw a video of the arena, of the plan. Oh, yeah. And the only reason I think why the city of Tempe is hearing this proposal is because it's not just an arena. They want to build high rises and apartment buildings. They want to just redo downtown Tempe. Yeah, they want to do like a putt shack, a bar. Like like half on the Coyotes dime. That's why. It's 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 worth it in the long run, I feel like. Oh, for the city of Tempe, definitely not for the the Coyotes. They have an infinity scoreboard. Yeah, it'll be the first NHL arena to have an infinity scoreboard, which is one of those scoreboards that goes around the whole roof. Yeah, yeah. that's sick. There's also they have it Mercedes Benz and SoFi. They also look like they were going to have something on the roof of the stadium too. Yeah, can't wait till it doesn't happen. Unnecessary. Very. It's not going to happen. What's next? Uh, now we get into the conference finals. All right. Well, um, the Western Conference Finals easy. It's easy. Yeah, it's Mike Smith. It, there's no defense. Mike Smith played well last night, except for two minutes where he allowed three goals on three consecutive shots. That was it. That was a game. It's a Mike Smith experience. Could it change with the series shifting back to Edmonton? Yes, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, McKinnon looks driven. McCarr looks driven. Landis Cog, Kadri, Lekkinen, Rantanen. All these names on this one roster. I just don't know if anybody could beat him. I really want him to play Tampa, and that'll bring us to the Eastern Conference, where I am legitimately worried because this might be the year the Rangers win the Stanley Cup, and I don't think I can handle that. You you would just be down, down bad if that was the case. Uh, if they yes. have a ticker tape parade for the New York Rangers, I'm going to be upset. Idaho State assistant football coach charged with first-degree murder? From USA Today? Just pop it up on my Twitter feed. That's tough. Um, Idaho State. I, Idaho I think, State. I don't think they made Tom's too many men college football rankings. Uh, it's from MSN. Oh wow! That's, I'm sure they were too upset about that. Yeah. The, well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Never know can, what drives people. They confirmed he was no. indicted by a Maricopa County grand jury in Arizona on charges of first degree murder. Uh, drive-by shooting and for an unlawful discharge of a firearm from an incident that occurred on November 11th, twenty. A drive-by shooting? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Devontae Neal was taken into custody in Idaho and is awaiting extradition to Arizona. He was the cornerback's coach this he, past He was in a different state. Yeah. yeah. That is... So, good. yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming to terms with the Rangers um, <laughs> potentially winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, it, it really hit me when they won game one, six, two. John, you're like, a big oh, Ranger shit, guy. This might happen. Oh, John, you, yeah, John's you, a big Ranger guy. John, who's the goalie? Ranger John, guy. who's the goalie? Who's the goalie, man? 
that's a, that's a very Igor. That's yeah. That's Igor a that's guy. He has a last name. His last name. It's not like we're, close, we're close like that. He only knows like the first. Close like that. Now, now, listen. This sounds like a friggin' joke, and this is a shot at the entire fan base. Eighty percent of fans are like that. Eighty percent. They only know his name is Igor because they chant his name at the games. They do not know his last name. That's probably right. I mean, not gonna these lie, fair but... weather Ranger fans coming out of the woodwork because the team is on the on the on a run. I, I do here's, also. Here's, I do also. I argue. That, I that, want, that, yeah. oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I also want to point out though before you go that John called at like well we were talking at like 4 30 and he's like are we gonna do the podcast in the afternoon i said yeah we plan on it he said good i want to make sure i watch the ranger game because they don't lose when i watch them <laughs> what can i say i don't miss. I'm, I'm prepared to pay big sums of money for you not to watch this game tonight <laughs> then i got listen, money on tampa up. we can t- we can talk man we can talk <laughs> that might uh, be no. hey the tampa bay lightning man you gotta pick it up you have to you that can't you can't beat Toronto, who's a better team than the Rangers, demolish Florida, who's a better team than the Rangers, and lose to the Rangers. You can't do it. You need to pick it up. Specifically, Andre Vasilevsky, I know he had nine days off, but you got to have a better performance than he had in game one. Steven Stamkos needs to keep scoring. And Nikita Kucherov, for majority of that game, game one, was a ghost. He was just hanging around. He wasn't driving play. I know he had a lot of shots in the slot, but... He was just taking the opportunities that came to him. He wasn't making his own opportunities, which is what Kucherov is so good at. He's a former Hart Trophy winner. You need to be better. So that means the Lightning are winning like 6 nothing tonight. Need to be. That's what I'm just hoping t- for. I'm just going to try to drive that. You're just, you're just calling him out. Yeah. You're calling him out. Yeah, don't be the Cincinnati Reds of the NHL. Okay. Um, <laughs> John, you're watching the game, huh? You say that, and they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, listen. What you what you might be saying about like me being a casual fan? It's not so much about like Ranger no, fans. No, no, it's not it's just more... you. Most Ranger fans are casual fans. I think I, I think it says more about New Yorkers though, if, any, if anything else. You know, it's just the level of like commitment that they have to, to the sports when their teams aren't winning. You know, unless they're like the Yankees teams, teams like people are just not on the ball like that. You know, and between the Rangers and Knicks, the Knicks are always going to be the top draw. Yeah, top yeah. draw. Yeah. What's the face for. <laughs> Are they? I mean, I I think that sounds sounds pretty accurate. But I mean, the Knicks also haven't won anything in over like fifty years, is it now? So using Tony and I's foolproof proof method, the Knicks have three point three million followers on Instagram. The okay, Rangers I'm gonna hit you with a basketball team's almost always going to have more followers than an NHL team. Yeah. Almost always. What, what do you mean? This is a foolproof method, though. <laughs> the, I know it's the method, but I think if you took a poll, it's just walking around New York. I mean, you could just take Long Island out of this because well, we know the where they stand. If you ask anyone now, if you pull anyone now, bro, there's a recency bias. Everyone's going to pick the Rangers because it's like, oh, they're winning. It's all the people, the Fairweather fans coming out of the woodworks. Oh, like, last year, last year would last the year they were winning. Last year would have been the year to do it because I still think the Rangers beat them in popularity. I don't know. But listen, everyone was dusting off their freaking Panarin. It's kind, it's kind of, kind of, and this is controversial. It's kind of like how the Red Sox are the least popular team. In, uh, not the Red Sox. The Celtics are the least popular team in Boston. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Bruins and when the Patriots are bad that. again, it'll be the Patriots again. 
but the the Celtics are the least popular team in Boston. The most popular team is the Bruins. Oh yeah. It goes Bruins, Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics. Just because the Patriots are good. When they're bad again, I swear to God, they're going to be in the cellar. Nobody's going to care about the Patriots. But the other thing is this. Those those seasons don't mix either. Yeah. So one's going to get all the attention. Yeah. Good segue, too, with the Celtics, as uh, they are Mm. now three wins away from their first NBA championship in in, uh, 14 years. The Al Horford game. Correct. What a thunk. Al Horford. Three pointers. Al Horford, as of right now, is plus 1,400 to win finals MVP. If anybody's looking for value, that's where the value is. 14 to 1 on a man who just had six three pointers and 24 points in game one. That's where the value is. If you're going to, I mean, if the Warriors win, it's going to be Steph Curry. It's just going to. What I'm curious. What are the number? What are the odds on Derek White for Boston right now? Al Horford, Al Horford had twenty six points. Oh, 26. Six rebounds. So we had two more points after I stopped watching. John, your favorite player, Kevon Looney, nine rebounds and four points. Yeah, I had him first bucket. That didn't pan out. Oof. <laughs> what have... are the odds? What are the odds on MVP right now? Yeah, I had Kevon Looney, John. Don't talk to me. Fifteen to one. Yeah, I had him. Yeah. Let me look this up real quick. I, I, I got I got it up. I, I'm going to play it up. We need uh, live odds. Also, uh, Tony Juan Toscano Anderson, one minute, one assist. It's the boy right there. He's slowly working up those minutes Jason to get Tatum, the sixth man of the year. Jason Tatum plus one twenty five. Steph Curry plus one sixty five. Jalen Brown plus five fifty. Al Horford plus fourteen hundred. Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter of that game was a plus twenty seven on the floor. He did not score a single point. John Kavon Looney is plus 30,000. Eric White. Plus Do you understand the series of events that would have to happen for Kavon Looney to win the MVP? <laughs> you would need COVID to hit both these teams and starters don't play. You would need like your starting five for the Warriors to be Kavon Looney, Kaminga, Otto Porter, Bielitsa, and uh, Moody. And then for the Celtics, you would need... Aiden Pritchard. Pritchard. St- uh, Stauskas, is that how you say his name? Yes. Uh, Looney has better odds than Pritchard right now. No, no, yeah. This is the starting five you would need. Oh, yeah. Grant Williams, or, or Robert Williams. Yeah, and he's injured. Like, yeah. he's not 100%, not even close. Robert Williams right now has better odds than Kevon Looney. He's a better player. That makes sense. Uh- <laughs> there, are, there are five names here on DraftKings that have a worse odds than Kevon Looney. Oh, I think I can guess them. Okay. Did you say Pritchard was one of them? Pritchard is one of them. Okay, I'm going to say Andre Iguodala. Yep. I'm going to say Draymond Green. Draymond Green is plus 8,000 right now, tied with Wiggins and Clay Thompson. Wow, Wiggins. is. I thought Wiggins would be higher. Yeah, I did too. Um, Robert Williams? Robert Williams has higher odds. Okay. Uh, Juan Scott-Anderson? Juan Scott-Anderson don't even have odds. Not even given, huh? That's a huh? shot. Kaminga? Uh, he doesn't have odds given either. Bielitsa? No odds. Moody? He doesn't have odds. Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole has higher odds. Than Gary Payton? What was that? Gary Payton, too? Gary Payton is one of them. He is plus 50,000. Did he play last night? Did he? Gary Payton played last night. Yeah, I thought he played. I saw him warming up. I don't know if he played. Andre Gidala made a three last night. That was one of the more confusing notifications I saw. But... 
I didn't think uh, I Gary saw him warming up. I didn't know if he played. Uh, Gary Payne did not play. Okay. So that man hasn't played a game yet, and he has better odds to win the MVP? Worse odds. Worse odds. odds Same odds as Andre Godali, is no, it, though? Two out of three. Okay. Who has won a finals MVP? Also, Juan Toscano Anderson, one minute, has not even listed, and Gary Payne is. Draymond Green said it in the post-game interview that he's not worried because they dominated for 41, 42 minutes of the game, which is true. They did. The, the Warriors are in control for the majority of that game. The Celtics winning this game is shocking. I, I don't think it hurts the Warriors as much. They were off for more days in the Celtics. Maybe your late game stuff wasn't as good. Um, but for the Warriors, you need to win game two. This series cannot be 2 nothing going back to Boston. It just can't be. By the way, the other two with worse odds, Otto Porter Jr., a plus 40,000, and Grant Williams at plus 40,000. Also, we look at Steph Curry and say he had a great game last night. He had 34 points. Okay, 21 of those were in the first quarter. first quarter. And then like seven or eight were in the fourth quarter. He kind of we disappeared. We, we, we can't have it in spurts. We need it throughout the course of an entire game. I mean, I'll give, I'll give credit to Tatum because as bad of a game he had shooting it on the floor, like a, he was a great playmaker. He had over 13 assists. See two for eleven. He was like no, like two for fifteen or something like that. It was it was not good. Jalen Brown yeah. had a good game. Jalen Brown yeah. is leading all players in fourth quarter scoring in the in this postseason, and you can that's that, crazy. He, he did that right away in the fourth quarter. He scored ten right off the bat, that's and then crazy. he had an assist too. It's amazing watching him come into his own because he's really doing it throughout the course of the entirety of the playoffs. It's crazy to me because you talk when you look at the NBA media and so much like was made about them trying to break up the two Jays, Jalen and, and and Jason, you know, Tatum Good and thing Brown. They didn't. And yeah, I mean it's there it goes to show you how much the talking heads and Kendrick Perkins and all those those people know. Oh, don't even start on Kendrick Perkins. Oh my god, Kendrick Perkins. Talking heads and Kendrick Perkins. You can't even include him as one of them. I can't you, like he's not even good enough to count. He's like an insult to the talk the talking head position. You see, on the list. Was this the last topic? You see, Stephen A. Smith said Michael Jordan changed basketball for the worse. I did see that, and I saw Kevin Durant was very upset about it. Rightfully so. Mm. Yeah, Kevin Durant, Stephen A. Smith had a little back and forth on Twitter. Was it yesterday, two days ago? Yeah, yeah, I think it was about that. Yeah, it's it stemmed from that, and then it. Uh, I think KD said, "No, it's the media." That has changed game for uh, changed basketball for the worse. Hmm. So and an explosion, yeah, specifically him. <laughs> so want to end this with a couple lighter stories. Uh, Do you guys see that uh, Buffalo wing milkshake? I did. That yeah. is the worst thing on the face of the earth. Why? I saw it my dad yesterday, man. That is the worst thing ever. If you're putting wings in a vanilla milkshake, you you you, you should be arrested. Wrong. Yeah, you should be I arrested. Agree. That is a SWAT team problem. should be breaking down. The is that, that that's stadium. at the University of Miami, right? Uh, I believe so. Okay, I'm gonna have to reach out to somebody I know that works at the University of Miami because I, I gotta ask her about something. that. I gotta ask her if uh, if a she's ever tried because these milkshakes, this milkshake place does it yeah. for every road opponent. There's a sp- uh, like a special milkshake. Yeah, it's because they're yeah. playing. Kinesha. So I'm gonna have to talk to uh. Tell her about a, that. It was a vanilla milkshake with buffalo wings, ranch, and hot sauce. That's disgusting. Why she's would anybody the, she's the in-game presenter for the University of Miami baseball team, so I'm guessing she would know, maybe even tried this milkshake. I'm if sure. she's tried it, I want her on the show to tell us how it was. 
I totally agree. Yes. Um, also, uh, sad news about the guys out in Chicago that had that little beer pyramid knocked over. I saw that. Very upsetting. Very that sad. Guy hates fun. No he fun. Does. Yeah, I mean, how could like, they allow that to happen? I just give me a break, Cubs. <laughs> also, <laughs> wait a minute. I need to say it. What is it? Brad Stevens is the GM of the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. I said it for so long when he was a coach. Brad Stevens, give me a break. This proves Brad Stevens, for the life of him, cannot coach in the NBA. He can build a team. He cannot coach in the NBA. Especially if they win the championship. I said the best thing the Celtics did was him stepping away from the head coaching position, promoting that man. He's not a good postseason coach. I think you could make an argument that he was a good regular season coach. I could be a regular season coach, John. Could you? Yes. Steve Nash could be a good regular season coach. Steve Nash is an okay regular season coach. Maybe was it David Blatt was an okay regular season coach? Like, get out of here. Maybe you could be a head coach on a team like the Nets where you have Irving saying everyone's a head coach. Bro, you give me Tatum. Or wait, who are we arguing is not a good regular season coach? Brad, yeah, you give me Tatum and Brown, and I'm making the playoffs. (laughs) I don't even need anybody else. I'll take Al Horford. Marcus Smart. I don't need anybody. I can, dude, I can be a play in and win one fucking game. That's not hard. Oh, oh no. I got to beat the Celtics. Give me a break. I got to beat the Cavs. Give me the Cavs who rebranded their logos the other was, day and just, just changed the colors a little bit. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll send them the group chat. Yeah. The Cavs rebranded. To call that a rebrand is a joke. It is. It is. Oh, wait. You guys, you two saw it. Zach, you didn't, right? I, did, I didn't know. All right. Like I'm, they're they're I'm maroon, the a little bit darker. Their gold's a little bit more goldy. Yeah, they have they have the gall to consider that a rebrand. They're acting like they went out of their way and went back to what? Like their blue and orange days? They yeah, get like, <laughs> miss, miss me with that. It's a crime. Apparently, they're like, they had a. Do you see the hype video? They had a hype video for that? Yeah, they had a hype video come out. I've never seen a hype video for just tinting colors a little bit. Or did you send me the video or the picture? Uh, yeah, it's it's working on it. Okay. I'll, um, actually, I'll, I'll resend it because it's awful. I, it's the golf. I'm sure, it's, it's obviously not that much of a difference to their old normal, you know, logo. <laughs> it's, I can make yeah. a comparison. Uh, a couple of years ago, the country of Japan redesigned their flag and they made their the red circle oh, yeah. in the middle just a touch darker and that was their redesign that's, that's not a redesign acting like they moved heaven and earth <laughs> to change their stuff yeah when really they just messed with the colors a little bit just a yeah. bit oh i, I see that there you go i uh i can honestly tell you i don't see a difference here no no it's awful there's no difference Like I like I like the logos on the right hand side of the photo, Zach. But like apart from that, like yeah, other than that, it's the same damn thing. Unless they're I guarantee you, if you go into to Ohio and you ask everybody you see if they see a difference, they're gonna they're say gonna no. Say no. Don't act it's like Ohio is real. It's not, but there's still teams there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Link back to our Shining Stars Ohio episode we did last year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be new uniforms for Cleveland, but... Uh, I hope it does. They should make uniforms that are a different color. You don't like... Uh, you don't I like, like their, their third one. 
that's red with the yellow and there's like the little like logo of the guy with the sword in the middle. Oh yeah. They wore that in the skills competition. Man, there's there's like photos of here of like nine different Cavalier logos. Like the fact that we're already on logo six in 50 years. Problem. Stick to something. Stick to something. Pick a pick a brand and it'll work. But yeah, that's gonna do it for this. Uh, episode too many men tony you are going down to florida i am i'll be in florida for the next week so i'm gonna miss next week's episodes um if anything big happens i might call in but yeah yeah you say that, that i'm not gonna be here you, you say that but all of a sudden i'll get a text about it like 20 minutes before the show goes say hey can i call in <laughs> well i'm not gonna have my microphone so I, anything i do have to be done from my phone but i'll be on the golf course a lot hopefully weather permitting but uh no live call in. oh yeah isn't there like a tropical storm showing up this yeah place? that's a little hiccup in the process it's gonna be passing through on saturday um, okay. i don't have a tea time I, think the, I, I saw the news so. today it's mostly south florida so i think you're all right yeah listen but you know those things spread um <laughs> they're yeah. wide yeah um, I'm hoping Sunday afternoon, my first tee time Sunday at four o'clock at Walt Disney World. I want to see you. I want to see a video of you like golfing during a hurricane. Oh, I'd be out there. There's no two ways about it. Oh, I know you'd be out there. I paid for it. For I'm it. gonna be out there. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's if there is a video of you golfing during during a hurricane, we'll post it on the Too Many Men Instagram. Okay. Every episode of the Too Many Men podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in next Tuesday for a, for another episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody. <laughs>